I'm Mike Peters. I'm Dan Morfitt. And this, and this is, is Top, top content. content. Just uh, taking a, a drink there from uh, our cup of glory. Now that we are bona fide movie producers. What are you talking about? Well, we obviously we're now in movie development because you remember a couple of weeks ago we discussed uh, the next uh, formative steps in uh, the career of Gerard Butler that we plotted. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it was, so obviously one of them came to pass last, last night. Facebook down. Facebook has fallen. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, followed by WhatsApp has fallen. Instagram has fallen. All starring Gerard Butler coming to a cinema near you soon. Do not start DNS failure. Yeah. It was great, actually, because I it didn't make an impact on me in any way, shape, or form, because I uh, the entire outage, I think, lasted as long as the new Bond film. <clears throat> uh, so we, we went we went out to watch No Time to like 5 o'clock, and then we went straight for a meal afterwards. We had a mag- brilliant steak. And then we came home, so I didn't have to check Facebook at all through that entire WhatsApp or anything through that entire time. It was it was wonderful. We were completely undisturbed, and it meant nobody could send me any spoilers for the film. And and that's another title for it, Facebook, No Time to Die. <clears throat> well, there's no time for Facebook to die because people had to talk to each other, communicate with other humans, or just go on Twitter. I get a really, really bad marketing email from the UK every day, and its headline was, Facebook lost a shocking £79 million in advertising revenue yesterday. It's like, oh, my heart bleeds. Well, My heart bleeds. Zuckerberg is estimated to have lost, not that he had, billions yesterday. He's, he, um, he's failed to earn billions. It's just like, take a look at the room. Yeah. World. Take a look at the room. Nobody gives a crap. And wasn't it quite nice that for a few Hours, measly hours, they weren't taking advantage of your idiotic relatives who want horse drugs and think Boris is doing a good job. And it's it's nice that they weren't taking advantage of these people. Speaking of which, sorry, I just need to cut across you there because we've got a bit of of breaking news here. Uh, We just need to cross to the Conservative Party conference. Uh, This just in. Could speak. Oh, yeah, Boris has been taken away. Down inside the car. We're not assuring anything. We're under arrest. Look, I'm under what? Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Don't, don't, man. Have a look at the headlock here. See that chap over there? Get your hand off my penis! This is the bike who got me on the penis before. Oh, dear, it's, it's, all, it's all kicking off there. No, no. Um, it's, no, it's, that, it's, that, that's, that's not actual audio of the Prime Minister. This is... I won't eat anything yellow! No, that's not the right one. That's the, right, that's the wrong <laughs> clip. Uh, no, but, but the whole thing, I mean, when we've got to the point where... A prime minister's interviews with the BBC, and and this is that this is the this is the actual one. You so have that made is, that, that is very to, clearly. That is going to that is going to change. That is going to change, and and, minister, and that's going to be a good thing. Stop talking. We are going to have questions and answers, not where you merely talk. If you wouldn't mind. Now, well, the question I now want to ask you to is about the cost of living. You that have is, made that, that point is going very to, clearly. That is, oh, hang on, it's still going. Uh, absolutely amazing. Is that Nick Robinson? That is Nick Robinson on the Today programme on Radio 4. Oh, that that's, is... that's nice. At least it's not Andrew Marr, uh, who looks more and more like the Baron from what we do in the shadows. Very neat <laughs> reference, but very, very good. And, and that... Laura Kunzberg being inserted three inches up his rectum. But the, whole, the, the thing is, is that the, the interviews that he's done that I've seen over the last few days, 
Well, he's been bought out of cold storage and to do interviews because it's obviously the Tory party conference in Manchester. And I feel I've had to have about nine showers a day because I did a, a couple of gigs this past month in the same venue that I used him for the conference. And I feel dirty as a result because the whole thing is like that episode of Rock Profile with Matt Lucas as Jerry Halliwell and David Williams as George Michael, where she just spouts crap. And like, Jamie that is Nick Robinson. Yeah. And Jamie Thinkston is Nick Robinson in this scenario. Another another morning, you know, radio host doesn't have to do interviews quite as high profile as obviously. Is, is, in fact, he probably gets does better interviews, to be fair, or gets better content out of his interviewees than Nick Robinson does when he interviews one of the Conservatives. But the point is, it's like it, it is getting to that point where he's just he's just gone. He's gone. Jamie thinks, oh, Jerry, shut up. Yeah, put a sock in it, love. And now the only thing that is left for Boris to say is... I won't eat anything yellow! Is that all that's left for him to say at this point? I don't understand. This is the Prime Minister who sidestepped, shoulder-dropped and avoided every single interview in the 2019 general election. Yes. He didn't speak with Andrew Neil like all the other party leaders did. He avoided any position where he had to talk about what he represented and what the Conservative Party were going to do. And now he's seemingly on every day with a different part of the BBC. Um, I believe he's doing Jack and Nori on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, he's and, doing CBB's uh, bedtime story. Yeah, it's... Doing, doing one of Aesop's fables. And, and rather than... Nick Robinson, for all the good he's doing, saying, no, you're going to answer questions, stop talking. What is the point of doing that when every day all news outlets have basically allowed him to say, this isn't a Brexit thing, this is COVID, and the ludicrous saying this is levelling up of the UK and we've been paying immigrants low wages all along, now we're finally having to pay the right wage for the right job. It's like, that's going to take time. And that will mean massive inflation because the littlest of things get transported by truck. And if we're going to pay HDV drivers more, which I think we need to, then prices are going to go up. But he doesn't seem to understand that. No. And he, he had the terrible interview the other day where um, he says, well, we're making sure we're doing well on the only metric that counts. Not life expectancy, which has gone down in the last 10 years thanks to a Tory government, not counter-treatments, no, wage increases. And these wage increases have only been seen as an average rise in a wage increase because higher paid people have been giving themselves more money because they've made money in the pandemic. A lot of these shysters, con artists and financiers. I don't well, understand why we're giving him a platform to lie and then just go, well, that's not true, is it, Prime Minister? Oh, blah, 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 blah. You're still allowing him to talk. I the think, platform I think, the bastard. We're now living in a, a world where, where basically the, the sort of the, the, the policy decisions seems to be made basically by Harry Nielsen. And I can't live if living is without you. I just can't live. I can't live anymore because that's that's the life expectancy argument. Nielsen, it was, Nielsen. Yeah, exactly. He's got the wrong Nielsen. He should be, you know, it's the Nielsen market research company should be using. And he's used Harry Nielsen, which no, says it all. No, he's used <laughs> Dennis Nielsen because... <laughs> There'll be an inquiry. <laughs> a large proportion of Brits have died from COVID than anywhere else. You've had two kids with COVID in the last week, and he's going, oh, we're living with it now. We're through it. We're not through it. We're not we're through, not through it, it. In, here in the US. We've, we're 700,000 people dead now, directly yeah. linked to COVID. It's not over and done with in the UK. 
more people are getting vaccines. Yes, that's a good thing. But the rate has slowed down. More people are having breakthrough cases. And God knows what's going to happen with another flu season around the corner. Because here in America, particularly here on the East Coast, I'm happy wearing a mask. I'll go into a business, I'll wear a mask. That is fine. I now understand for years why we've seen pictures of people in Tokyo and people in Seoul and people in mainland China all wearing masks when there's like colds going around. It makes sense. In the UK, you didn't even fucking wear masks at any point. You just went, oh, it might be a good idea to wear one. Oh, freedom. And then everybody's at work. Everybody's at school getting this. I... Well, why? Why? And you can, you can ask Boris questions every single day about how he's failing. And he's just not answering any of them. Well, any, I, any single one. I think that what's what's most, I mean, of, of the many disingenuous things, I think the most disingenuous thing is the attempt to, and I make no apologies for using this word, but gaslight the haulage industry and say, well, actually, all of this is your fault. I mean, yeah. Objectively, it isn't. No, where 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 on earth is the basis of fact for that to say? Well, this is your fault. You're, you know, it's yeah. like no, 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 no. It isn't. It quite clearly isn't. They have the they have the capacity. They have. The, it's that you've taken all the staff away, and now you want to. And now you realise that because they've had to do a, yeah. this colossal U turn, which is difficult. Which. As for a metaphor, as, as jackknifed, obviously, because only twenty-seven people have applied to be. We've we've, uh, to, we've, we've got we've literally got the trucks. We've literally got the fuel, even though yeah. people are, are panicking about it. Well, we've got the fuel, and we might not have the the carbon dioxide, but that's coming along nicely. Yeah, yeah. A lot of hot air. There's a high concentration yeah. of it this week around the Ma- central Manchester area. But to gaslight a hundred, yeah, and say it's the whole it's industry's fault. It's like, well, this didn't exist pre-Brexit as as a, as a problem. And I, I read a very very interesting. Oh God, I'm a. D- uh, I, I read an interesting thing on Facebook this week where uh, a, a former truck driver quite rightly says his industry has been vilified to the point of even if you wanted to continue, there's no point. He says you can't park lorries in towns and cities anymore because people look upon truck drivers as the lowest of the low. Even though without them, we would not be able to live our, our daily existence. That's true. Look at Peter Sutcliffe. Uh, but quite rightly, he goes, On the continent, there are truck parks in every town and city. Mm. There are designated areas where you're allowed to park. In those areas, you have showers, rest stops, toilets. You don't have to defecate on the side of the road. You don't have to do a stand-up wash with a wet wipe hidden behind some idyllic country scene in Cambridgeshire. You can go into truck stops. There's hardly any truck stops in the UK anymore because all the land just off roads has been turned into either housing or warehousing. So there's no truck stops anymore. You need lots of land to do a good truck stop. And he goes, the prices aren't competitive. In France, you're subsidised. In Germany, you get to go to the front of the queue because they realise you're literally on the clock. You're on your tacky. So you need to get fed quickly and back on the road before your legal time behind the wheel is up. I understand that. And they get paid terrible. The benefits are terrible. Yet their job is very important. And they've been seen as low-skilled workers, even though they're not, because you need a special license to drive the heaviest thing that you can legally put on these roads. But it's a low-skilled job to the Tories. Everything is wrong at the moment. And I'm trying to be stoic about it, but I can't. I I think... Why? Why? 
Keir Starmer is a terrible, terrible leader of the opposition because <laughs> for the last 18, 20 months, he's just agreed. We're going to back the Tories on this. Why? Oppose. Oppose this wazak. Nobody's opposing him. You may as well close up the UK because political discourse has disappeared because Boris will talk all over you. I think there is one, because we're heading, you know, and it isn't a very apt metaphor, we're heading, the only place for this now to go down this, now they're going down this road, the, the Tories, is to co-opt the Insulate Britain uh, group to basically block roads and stuff, which they're already doing and say, well, actually, no, it's not. It's their fault, really. Yeah. And, and then love the blame no, on them. But surely, but surely... Don't, don't give them ideas because I no. think probably at the end of the week they'll, they'll blame Insulate Britain going, well, we can't oh. go anywhere anyway because but, a load of old people are telling us to insulate our houses. Yeah. Well, I, I think... But surely we could... Again, we could co-opt as a populist to co-opt this Insulate Britain group and get them off the M25 and the, you know, or, you know all these major trunk routes in, in London and get them to sit... At Downing Street, so he can't get out when he gets back. Just b- block him in, block him in. So, so we can't because then we'd have we'd have fantastic footage of him coming out in his uh, whatever in his running gear to try and pull these people off the roads as people did on the on the Wandsworth Road. It potentially, I think, is a, is a way around this which will make everybody happy. But the the thing is as well about the interviews. You, you know, in Total Recall, where Arnold Schwarzenegger gets in the cab and says, "Hello, I'm Johnny Cab." That is that is what in, watching any interview with Boris Johnson at the moment is like because no matter what you say to him, and Andrew Marr went, no, that's not true. Your own Office of National Statistics says that wages are not keeping up with inflation. So mm. you you saying that wages are after flatlining for a decade, where the Tories have been in charge, people. Did he say just, just to like, point that oh, out? Which which it's, the it's been terrible. It's been terrible for a decade, but now we're making things right. It's like, I'm like you've been on. in power for the t- last ten years. So he says that, and he goes, no, no, that is not true. Your, uh, the Office of National Statistics, which is an independent body, but is, is, is state official Part of the civil national. Service, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Part of the civil service. It has said, no, they're not keeping up with inflation, which means in real terms, people that's suffering wage cut. That's not difficult to comprehend. But no, it's just not true, Andrew. So it is like having Johnny Cabell. Well, you say things to him where Arnold Schwarzenegger says things to him. He's like, and then he goes, eventually, fuck you. You know, and then his head explodes, and then he just he goes, I don't understand. It's also it doesn't. It's like he's like he's pre-programmed to just come out with this bile, a few, a few Latin phrases and a few weird similes, and then any presentation of facts and go, no, that is not true. You can't keep saying. He just no, 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 it is true. Just no, truth is it, not just based on belief. It's not on. It's not based on the gods. No. You, you, Johnny Cap, see, I'm, I'm just, I'm starting to fritz out it's, here. Like it's, Johnny also, Cap, it? it's also like Total Recall in that he is a three-titted twat. Yes. <sighs> you know, what? the thing with Keir Starmer, just to, uh, I watched his speech last week and I, I, it was quite a weird kind of juxtaposition because I'm watching it and I'm thinking, yeah, that's not, not very good. I think I must have missed the jokes before we put in about, which he did one very good joke about was a, my dad was a tool maker, but then so was Boris Johnson's father. Which I thought was, that is objectively a good, that's a good joke. And he, 
I missed that bit, and there was a lot of lot of hecklers. And I'm like, but I'm reading to going, oh yes, we're getting rid of the the, the, the Corbynites and the, you know those last vestiges are being uh, expunged Socialist. in real time. They're being got rid of in real time. You know this 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 argument has been destroyed as we as we watch. I'm like, that's not what I'm watching. I'm watching a man slightly blunder his way through a speech here, which just kept going, and going, and going, and going, and going, and then it, and then at the end of it, after he's gone on for about what was it an hour and a half nearly, which meant he missed the uh, one o'clock news. So, you know, he missed he missed the the new, that bit in the news cycle, and he just uh, he's like stood there going, yeah, like like Alan Partridge at the Dante Fires thing. It's sort of like, or a really crap nightclub compare, you know, or murky men's club compare. Go, look at me, aren't I brilliant? No, no, like, it's, it, no just, it's like Robbie it's Williams. Not... It's like Robbie Williams on stage singing "Angels" and then yeah. refusing to sing and letting the crowd do it instead. Yes, which he's done for twenty yes. odd years. It's standing there smugly, yes, and not realizing that people have paid to see him perform, and Keir Starmer, people have paid membership to the Labour Party to see he perform, and he hasn't performed at all. I don't, what's, what's worse? It, a, it is, a blink it is of government like, or a complete lack of an opposition? Well, well, I don't know what's worse. It's it's like it's like Manchester United fans turning up at Old Trafford on Saturday, wanting to watch Cristiano and Ronaldo and then discovering that Anthony Martial and Fred were playing and that Ronaldo was left on the bench and all these kids are looking really, dis, really glum. And then after an hour, he comes off the bench and, you know, didn't do anything. Yeah, but you still got to see that world-class Ronaldo celebration. That they, we did, funny. yeah, from from uh, from Wondros Townsend, as I've uh, now renamed him. So, you know, it, it's like it's like that. You've you turned up to see and you just go, oh, this is this is this is object, just objectively disappointing. This, this week, it's it's just got worse. With, I, I didn't with... I didn't see Rishi Sunak's speech either. I've read about it. In terms of that, you know, he was uh, giving it, oh, you know, giving all the false modesty and oh, da, 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 all this stuff. So I, I don't because I just, but I look at it and I look at any of the screenshots. And I'm thinking you have got the Insulate Britain logo going on there. So whoever's branded that for the the Tory Party conference has has, has cocked up majorly there. There's been something's gone amiss there because it looks like they're part of the Insulate Britain group or vice versa. Well, the the only thing that. That's slightly positive to come out of this is Nigel Farage getting knocked over by a van on a roundabouts because they couldn't get fuel. But even that can't warm the cockles. Or Ian Duncan Smith getting hit by a traffic cone. Someone hitting Ian Duncan Smith with a traffic cone. I mean, it's, really, that is, a, that is a metaphor. They shouldn't have hit him with it because that's not right. But what no. they should have done was place it very gently on his head. So therefore it would, it would with a big D on it. Not for Duncan, for Dunce. And then that would have been absolutely spot on. That would have been performing a public service. And whoever did that would, I imagine, have gone straight into the Metropolitan Police. Um, here in the US, there's, there's articles on a daily basis right now. New Yorker, New York Times, Los Angeles Times, Economist Time, just saying what the heck is going on in the UK. Just what is going on. And they're also highlighting the fact that Boris and a, a very small select number of... Uh, government ministers, cabinet ministers are only allowed to talk to the press about this and they keep trotting out the same lies. And every yeah. time they're questioned on these lies, they get waved away. When publications that were sympathetic to the Tories and maybe uh, more right of centre politics are saying the UK is screwed, the UK is screwed. You touched a point 
something there. So here in America, we've had Trump. We've had tens of thousands of people dying. We've had police officers murdering black people on the streets. Mm. We've had protests. We've had hurricanes. And it's nowhere near as bad as what I'm seeing on my screen in the UK. It's a bit harsh. I am sat here. Sorry, mate. But... I've even showered and shaved and everything. I haven't. I probably yeah. whiff, but thankfully, uh, by the technology of podcasts, you can't it smell my musk. Yeah. <sighs> I did I did have a double sausage and bacon McMuffin. Maybe that's what it is. That's oh, don't, mate. They, they cost $10 here. Ridiculous. $10? Yeah. Jeez. Well, they don't do a double. You've got to add a patty. And, um, yeah, we did that. It, it doesn't taste right. We decided, actually, we go to... This, this all came because Becky had to go for a blood test this morning and got the time wrong. So she was an hour early. She went, oh, we're an hour early. So she went, what should we do? And I said, could we have had any breakfast? I said, well, should we go to Mackey's then? She went, yeah, all right. So we drove, went there, sat in, didn't go to the machine, went to an actual human being and said to her, right, da-da-da-da, so double sausage and bacon McMuffin, no egg, because I don't like egg. And then what came out, and this brought it to our table, and I went, that's looks big. Two eggs. I'm like, no, no, no. That's not that's not it. So even if you talk to people, you know, we can't you can't use the internet because that's all down, and we can't use people because they can't follow a simple instruction no, of Mike. The people are down as well. The people the people are down. Well, we are down. Yeah, Great Britain down. We're not out with, with Gerard Butler. <laughs> um, he's going to be standing on Ben Nevis, trying to yeah, appropriate but- his <laughs> Scottish accent and stir up. But it won't. Be, but it won't be Gerard Butler because we haven't got the money to be able to afford him. Okay, it'll be so Bernard we'll end up, Butler. No, with it the won't guitar. be. No, no, it won't be. But it'll be, it'll be the spare Gerard Butler that we have knocking around on the cobbles of Weatherfield. It'll be Adam Barlow, who I just think sounds and looks like a, 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 you know a, 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 a sort of lower budget. He's not really good, he's him as an really actor, good but, actor, though. Yeah, I'm not criticizing his acting abilities. The fact that obviously he's not a movie star; he's on a soap opera. You know, as iconic as Coronation Street is. But that's yeah, it. But I watched um, The Dark Knight again yesterday, the Christopher Nolan second yes. Batman film. Mandy from Hollyoaks is in that. She it's is, yeah. Very yeah. confusing. It is. Uh, uh, do you know what? I heard, the, I heard The Dark Knight yesterday because Hans Zimmer has done the sound, has done the oh. score for um, for No Time to Die. And it's it's a typically Hans Zimmer thing, which is fantastic because I love Hans Zimmer. I went to see him at the, uh, in Birmingham years the ago. The time is right. It's time for you. For you to play your game, because people are coming. Everyone's trying, trying to be the best that they can. They can. When they're going they're for going, going for gold. Gold. I've forgotten he wrote that. No, and don't forget, he was also the dummy keyboard player in the Buggles. Was he? So he he didn't play keyboards on Video Killed the Radio Star, but he was in the video playing the keyboards because I think he was working it. ZTT Studios, which right. were horn at the time. Well, isn't that a slight oxymoron having Hans Zimmer as your keyboard player, and then him not actually playing? Isn't yeah. that? Isn't that? But he's in the video, so that, Hans that Zimmer is a bit was of, one yeah. of the first people on MTV. That's a bit of nominative determinism there at its very worst, because you know Hans, he should be he should be legitimately playing, tinkling the uh, the plastic. Keys, and if, if he ever gets on, and if he goes straight for the motorized scooter, nominative determinism is gone out the window. Yeah, because he's not using his Zimmer. He's not, yeah, that's, that's he, yeah. Also, but he does drive a Bimmer. There you go. But what he bought? What, what? He does drive a Bimmer. 
Hans, Hans Zimmer <laughs> driving in his Bimmer. Sorry, I've had to play that in a different aspect ratio, by the way, this week. <laughs> good gag. That's, that's, good. No, that's, that's worth it, yeah. Um, it's, there on my, it's there on my Netflix, because uh, obviously they've given Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld cajillions uh, to, to show this. And it's there in front of my eyes, and I'm going, do I start Seinfeld from the first episode? And it's like, well, at the same time, Curb's starting in a couple of weeks, so... I thought I saw, as I was walking away from Anfield on Saturday, on Sunday, as I walked down Nottingham Avenue to, where, to, to get my car, I thought I saw Larry David. I, or I thought, bloody hell, he looks like him. And then I realised it wasn't Larry David. I'm 99% sure it was Roger McGough. <laughs> oh, that's a great crossover episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lily the Pink. Dum, 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 da, 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 da. Yeah. Oh wow! The pink, the pink, so, yeah, pretty, pretty pink. <laughs> um, yeah, that, I'm sure it was Roger McGough. Wow, absolutely convinced it was, it was him. But as, yeah, as I, as I approach, I'm like, it's Larry David. So have you have you ditched Criminal Minds and you started watching Seinfeld? No, oh no, no there's no chance of us watching Seinfeld. Really? Not, no, no, I'll have to I'll have to watch that on my own. She won't she won't appreciate the humour in that. I don't think. So I'm currently through going through Larry Sanders at the moment, and yeah, the wife just doesn't want to watch that. Uh, well, I'm currently I'm currently trying to no, we're still on Criminal Minds. I think we're on season twelve. So Hotch has just been sacked from the show, obviously off screen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're at that point where they've just written him out. Frantically had to find new characters to kind of bolt into it. So we're at that point now. But I'm currently embroiled in a much bigger argument because we just, of course, watched the last four weeks or whatever of Married at First Sight UK, uh, which culminated in the most spectacular blunder from E4 last week, <laughs> As, uh, where they where they um, accidentally showed the previous night's episode on the night they should have shown the finale. Absolutely peak. Because we don't watch it live, we watch it later on once after once the kids have gone to bed. So I went to I was like, right, come on, we've got to watch it Thursday night. And um <laughs> so I went, I don't know. So I try and scan through because obviously there's a lot of rehashing of what had gone oh, you know. Previously unmarried at first sight. Yeah. Wackers, bitches, all dickheads. Yes, yeah. pretty much. So we watch and I'm like, this is not the and I'm and I and I scanned through it again. And I, I straight away I was going, they put the wrong episode on. And she went, what? And I'm like, so I scanned and I went, they've just shown 15 minutes, three chunks of, or four chunks of, I'll keep it in my microphone, yeah, four chunks of this program will, programs will um, restart shortly, interspersed with the adverts. I'm like, that is absolutely superb. Well, I think that is a, it, it, it shows the colossal um, breaking down of society because yeah, Channel 4 and Channel 5 are being dicky all week. Mm. ITV Hub is still the worst catch-up service. Oh, it's awful on the internet by a Absolutely long way. The BBC is changing its logo to its, it's logo. Logo, yeah, yeah. This shows that the UK is just falling apart at the seams every single day, and wow. and it does double down on the fact that if uh, Her Majesty the Queen carks it in the next few days, Channel Four have ready at a moment's notice an episode of the Great British Bake Off with Nancy in it cooking cakes for her grandchildren so um yeah. well i i mean the, well what the bbc have done with this logo change where they are have made the logo or the lettering slightly smaller i think that is to satiate the appetite of the incoming culture secretary the absolute culture vulture that is 
Nadine, I've been on I'm a Celebrity, Doris, who says that is is again taking a sledgehammer to uh, to the BBC or attempting to anyway, but because it's Nadine Dorries, it's more like she'll end up like it's like a big game of mallets mallet really, and she'll the best thing is on her own with, face and then go bleh. But with with Nadine Dorries though, if you aren't happy with her work as culture secretary, all you have to do is call the telephone number that will be embroidered onto every jacket that she's wearing. Call that number and you can vote her out or make her do a Bush Tucker trial. <laughs> um, but, the, but no, they, what they've that done is... That would be quite good make- for the government. If all the government just wore basically I'm a celebrity hats and jackets with their telephone number on the back. It's like, how's my yeah. driving? Call this number. That would be great. And then we yeah. could just... How's my government? Go, oh, Rishi Sunak, your austerity measures. Oh, sorry, fiscal responsibility are, are yeah. brilliant. But, but by making the, the letter smaller, that she wants a smaller BBC. So I think they've actually done that. That'll be enough because she's not very bright. You, do you, know the, to... you know the literal reason why they're changing it. And it's not going to cost that much money. And the. Is it to the, do the, with the copyright? Has, the, Is it trademarking so, so, so coming to at, an end or something? At the, no. At the moment, well, at the, mo- at the moment, for, forever and ever, you think fonts are free. They're not. Fonts are normally under license. Right. So at the moment, the the fonts that the BBC are using, they have to pay for every single year. So that costs money. Lambinern put it into the figures in 1997 when they first came up with this concept. Even though it's not a new concept, that the BBC Three Square logo has been part of it for 60, 70 years. I was going to say they haven't changed this logo actually since 1997. No, it's it's so it has quite, lasted, it, but it shows how classic it is. Yeah. Now. There's two problems. That logo isn't brilliantly legible in a digital world. It it falls apart slightly. The second thing is the BBC have got their own brand new bespoke font. It's called Wreath. And that's what that's why BBC News changed a while back and the website's changed and it's right. this legible. They've got a serif and sans serif package. Channel 4 did the same thing. They've got their own font package. Uh, and then the, uh, the hat trick is... The man who whose font it is at the moment, it's Gil Sons. Oh, yes. Sans Serif, Gil. Gil is uh, uh, an artist, a, a font maker. He was also a sculptor. Uh, he did the sculptures outside BBC Broadcasting. Was he a joker a fo- and a midnight no, toker as well? No, but he was a midnight poker who um, forcefully sexually abused his family and uh, also had proclivity towards animal sex. So... <clears throat> No. No. So the BBC are trying to distance themselves from right. an incestuous yeah. uh, donkey f- And uh, quite rightly, to be honest, the new logo... <laughs> Hang on, but they're making a drama about Jimmy Savile. Yeah, uh, there's not a lot of self-awareness in the BBC. No. Yeah, it's... Can, can I just say that this entire episode has, has, has torpedoed my chances completely of getting the job as senior presenter at Radio 4? Which I did actually apply for last week. Mike. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's the the BBC's a weird frigging place. It, 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 everything that they do is quite understandable if they manage to explain it properly, but they never manage to do this. So what they're doing now, yeah, they're, they're spending all this money. That logo's already out there because of the new service here in America called BBC Select which has got nothing to do with the overnight Terry Wogan teacher's 
um, <laughs> service. I was going to say. you had to buy a scrambler in the 90s and then you'd get lots and lots of teaching aids uh, sent to you in a data blast um, to, to your, to your uh, VCR. Um, it, it's got nothing to do with that. But, um, yeah, it, it makes sense. They, they're going to the – the BBC is a, is a lumber and goliath. And this is this is going to take about three or four years to put through. And even then, the BBC logos outside of buildings probably aren't going to change for a while. But yeah, yeah, they don't help themselves. You're listening to Font and Logo Chat. No, on I top really, I, I really, I really am big. Fogo Chat. Uh, fonts and typefaces, because then you 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 do the the strength of the lines on them. Um, yeah, the the BBC just. To do it now is ridiculous, but they couldn't have done it any other time. Why, well, why is it ridiculous to do it now? Because we're coming off... Well, we're still in a pandemic. Uh, we've got a fascist government. Yeah, but people have had a lot this. of time to play with Photoshop. So they might as well do something constructive with it. We've been remote working for a year and a half. If, they, if in that time they haven't even managed to come up with a new f- logo for the BBC, then then, then what, what, is this, what has this all been for? It can't all just be about doing Joe Wicks. But the, Every day the, and clapping for ke- clapping for key workers. There's got to be something productive and constructive that comes out of this. And if the one thing that comes out of it is a new logo for the BBC, then so be it. That, that that's worth it in my opinion. That went almost all the death, all the farage. chaos. That almost farage. That. Yeah, I think, and I, well, I could be, I, I could be wrong here, but yeah. Tim Davy, who's the current DG of the BBC, yes. was also the head of marketing at Pepsi when they did their massive. Oh, yes. from Taste of a New Generation to We've Painted Concord Blue. So... <laughs> and hired Britney Spears. Hired Britney Spears and, and Spice Girls. La, la, la. La, la. Thank you for listening to Top Content. I don't know why you do it, but then again, you might have voted for Boris, so, you know, you like pain. Uh, if you want to listen to a whole archive of brilliance, which a lot of you seem to be doing, Go to podfollow.com slash topcontentpod. That's nice. While you're there listening to that archive, why don't you, you know, like like and share and subscribe and stuff and tell everybody else to listen to it because that would be fantastic. Uh, and while you're at it, you can uh, say hello on social media as well, at Top Content Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. As ever, Top Content has been a Top Content production. Dot com. <laughs>